Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to our new pastor of outreach and engagement, Chad Francine and his wife, Erin. Hi, and welcome, guys. Well, thank you. Hi, Shannon. So good to have you guys here. I'm excited. All right. I want to get to begin by getting to know you guys both better. So please share who you are, where you're from, share about your kids. I know you have a dog, whatever you guys want to share. Who wants to start? Well, I am Chad Francine, and I grew up in Minnesota in a suburb of Minneapolis. And Aaron and I um, met, although that's jumping ahead, but no, that's okay. um, in Seattle, which is where you're from. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm Aaron. I was born in Seattle and met Chad there. Um, we have three kids. We have a five-year-old Harrison. He's in kindergarten. We have Hudson, who is eight and in third grade, and Elsa, who is 11 now and um, in fifth grade. And our dog. Yes. Don't forget Zorro. <laughs> Don't forget the dog. Don't forget the uh, dog. Zorro is his name. He's a, a black golden doodle. Okay. Why Why Zorro? Oh, because I wanted to name Harrison Zorro. Oh, stop it. But I didn't get to name him that, so then I got to name him the dog. That, so. but, is that, is that yeah. what you told Aaron? And Aaron was like, oh, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, that. I'll consider that didn't consider that and so then but i did get to name the dog that way so yeah. yes well morgan wanted to name micah mowgli mowgli that yes. would be perfect yes. from she jungle was book really into the mm-hmm. jungle book at that point so uh-huh. funny. you know <laughs> well we also came up with the name when we were living in la Mision, mexico 10 years right before kids right before we had kids um we had thought of Zorro if it was a boy, and so yeah, I had been planning this I think for a like long time. Maraviosa so. if it was a girl or something. Oh so. my goodness, <laughs> that is amazing! I love it. Well, that uh, gives us a, a little glimpse into more of your story. So, mm-hmm. so kind of keep going about your guys's family of origin or or whatever else you got. Yeah, so we met up in Seattle. I got the job working at the church that Aaron grew up going to at lake forest park presbyterian church and so we met at church and then we ended up uh dating um and just it was kind of funny because she and i went golfing um, because i knew she golfs from a fundraiser and and then um, we just had a good time and then she's like oh is there something going on here? And then she got mad because she wasn't supposed to say anything, but so she brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. And I was, I was still in. After after the first golf um, trip, you said, is there something going on here? Yeah. I don't remember that, but (laughs) I was still in college. So it kind of was a, a pressing matter because it would have, we had to start deciding right away. Like, Oh, are we going to long distance, have a long distance relationship? And so we had, I had to figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And then we ended up getting married in Seattle. And then about a year after that, we had been working. She was working at Starbucks corporate and I was working at a hotel just because I didn't know where we were going to be in ministry was, was in a break. And so then we got called to Mexico. So we moved to Mexico and just really had a, a great time down there. Aaron helped out with the medical clinic that was starting up there. 
and we just helped people and led groups that were there doing building projects and just became a part of that community down there. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we were about to have Elsa and and we just were like, okay, God, where do you want us to go? And then we got called up to Chico, California. And so I got a job doing college ministries, but after a couple of years of that, we got put over to another church where I was, uh, I guess the assistant pastor, associate pastor. And after a month, my pastor got called to missions. So he lives down in Ensenada and he said, I want you to take over. So we've been doing, we had been doing senior ministry, um, at a church running orchard church and which was very connected to working with people who are on the streets. And so we have been doing that for the last eight years. So our heart is really connected to that and just seeing all of the the highs and lows of that. So then when we got to go to La Jolla Press, it was it was just kind of fun just to see, oh, God's calling us to a new place. Mm-hmm. What What's that going to be like? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, we'll dig into some of those things you mentioned a little bit more as we go on. I do want to go back a little bit because I mm. want people to be able to get to know you guys even better. So let's go back to your family of origins. Like I want to go back to. Oh, that much far back. Um, okay. Yeah. I want to go back to, you know, did you grow up in Seattle, Aaron? Uh, yes. I was born and raised in Seattle. Um, my 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 extended family is all in Ohio, um, but my dad is a, a doctor, so he did his residency in Seattle, and then um, my mom was a nurse, and so they ended up staying in Seattle. Um, and yeah, I grew up at Lake Forest Park Presbyterian Church, so um, coming to La Jolla Presbyterian Church is it's I don't it's a nice comfort and like familiarity to kind of back to my roots. Nice, yeah, yeah. So you have siblings? Oh yes, I have one uh, sister. She is two years younger than me. Um, she also lives in Seattle, and she is actually going to be getting married this January. Um, so we're very excited about that. Um, I I don't know. I went to college. Yes, I went to college. I left Seattle. Um, <laughs> I first I didn't know where I wanted to go, um, and I sort of went the route of uh, what my parents were wanting for me. So I applied to thirteen different schools all over the U.S. and ended up going to the East Coast to Bryn Mawr um, College, and then transferred my sophomore year to Westmont College back to the West Coast. Um, in Santa Barbara, which is a Christian liberal arts school, mm-hmm. um, and really loved my time there, and graduated from there in 2007 with a degree in psychology. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And so you are involved with, you're, you're going to get a degree in nursing, or talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Is that well, passion from your parents? Um, I, a little bit, yeah. I've, I've kind of, I guess, had just different odd jobs over the years where I, you know, helped out in a, like as a radio, radio, um, radiology librarian or like medical records custodian. And then when we lived in, um, La Mission, I ended up being kind of the office manager, medical assistant at the clinic there. Um, I don't know. I just always had some draw to it. So, well, I, your dad is a doctor and, yeah. and your mom was a nurse. <laughs> I think that helps. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, so, but I've also just 
consistently or I don't know, always like looking at where God is wanting me to go in that. And so I think the timing, it's always a little of a struggle, like um, not doing it on my own timing, but yeah, waiting for God to speak and like, okay, well, what am I doing? You know, where do you want me? So it's a little bit of that. Um, But when we were in Chico before moving down here to San Diego, um, I was just starting to take classes at the local community college at Butte College um, towards, yeah, towards going back to school and and getting my nursing degree. Um, So I have a few more classes left there and then hopefully I'll apply and yeah, pursue, pursue nursing. Nursing school. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you just got a job here. Yes. Yeah. I just, I'm going to start on um, a night, it'll be two nights, so a night shift, um, two nights a week as a patient care assistant um, at Scripps Health um, in the float pool. So I am, it's like a little bit overwhelming right now, but I'm I'm sure once I get there, it's been really great, the orientation. I've just been doing orientation this yeah. week. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's exciting and I'm really excited to work for um, work for them. And yeah, it just seems like a will be a really good experience for me. So yeah, get you in the system. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Good. Well, what about you, Chad? Family of origin. I have an older brother and an older sister, so I'm the youngest, and we grew up in Minneapolis and well, a suburb. And uh, my parents uh, and my siblings all live there still somehow, even though it's <laughs> cold most of the time. And then I ended up leaving to go to college in Boston for a couple of years. And then after that, just went to seminary at Fuller in Pasadena. Where did you go in Boston? Gordon College. Okay, right. Yes, right. and that's where I graduated. Okay, okay. Um, how long have you guys been married? Ooh, we just celebrated our 15-year <laughs> anniversary last week. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> how did you propose, Chad? Or maybe I should ask each of you. <laughs> exactly. propos- well, she can add. What's the perspective of the proposal? <laughs> yeah, we uh, had been dating, and my mom said, hey, you can have my engagement ring because she didn't wear it anymore. She had gotten a new one, mm. and she really liked Aaron or <laughs> anyone that would get me engaged, too, <laughs> uh, but specifically Aaron. And so I had... I had this ring and and Aaron said, "Hey, if you take me to Hawaii, I will say yes." Oh. And just about uh about the time that it would have been right, my best friend uh was doing his mission uh training in Kona, Hawaii through the YWAM base. And so he was moving there and he's like, "Chad, literally there's round trip tickets for $198 you should go and so I was like Aaron you want to go to Hawaii and so we found the ticket on Sunday and then went on Tuesday and we had a place to stay because we were able to stay with your friend with my friend and his family they had kids as well and and so then I took her to the beach and we found a little place where there was a couple turtles two turtles sitting there <laughs> and I got down on my knee and got a little lava rock in my kneecap <laughs> and, 
And she said yes. And then we, as we were walking back, some dolphins, or sorry, some whales were breaching out and no, jumping be quiet. by. You're making that. Uh, up. I, no, I was not making that up. I, I promise you that this literally happened. And there were fireworks coming out of there. It seemed like God's fireworks. Holes. It seemed yeah. like God's fireworks. It was quite special. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I think, God's way of saying, like, good job. That's right. kind of amazing. That is kind of amazing. That's kind of like a, a romantic mm-hmm. comedy or something, you know, that that would happen with the lava rock and then the <laughs> the whales. What's your perspective on this, Erin? Um, I, I, I don't remember, like, all those details, but I do remember I was really tired and, like, I was like, oh, we're at the beach. I'm going to take a nap because that's just... What I do at the beach is I, I read and I sleep and I swim. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to take a nap. And, you know, Chad, he was like a little more jumpy. Like I could sort of see. My heartbeat he was, was like, 190 <laughs> beats per like, minute. I was like, uh, he, you know, he, he wasn't ex- as excited about my idea to take a nap. But I, I just did it anyways. And then, you know, I woke up. I'm groggy. And he's like, oh, let's let's go for a walk. Let's let's go for a walk. Come on. And <laughs> so, OK, OK. Then we walked down a ways, and he, oh, let's go out to this rock. So we're like going through the water, <laughs> like, oh, this is nice. Oh, look, there's some. You turtles. had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I just was. Oblivious. I had my friend do the intel of like where's a good place to go, and he was new there as well, and so we we didn't know exactly the ideal place, but um, it worked out well. Yeah, he knew. He knew at least. Yeah. He, he knew what he was doing. I, I just was oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. But you said if you go, if take me to Hawaii. Yeah, I don't. But yeah. you still yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Still. Okay. Well, good. You yeah. were able to surprise her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's so fun, you guys. Okay. So, Chad, what does the job title? I get asked this question a lot. Do you get asked this question? Yes. <laughs> as well from people what does the job title pastor of outreach and engagement mean and how have you started exploring this position if you need me to help you know what that that job title means (laughs) i've had a lot of practice (laughs) explaining it to people so it's kind of a new the reason i say that it's kind of a new thing it's kind of a new um unheard of maybe thing and a new type of position so so share with us about that. well now i'm really curious to hear what you're (laughs) opinion of it is because i don't think i have the right answer yet oh no oh no but what i would say is it has changed a little bit i I think i had an idea of what it was going to be even as i applied for the job versus what i think it is now okay you want to tell us both yes so initially i thought it was like missions like Mm -hmm. all right we need to get our people doing mission work and and i do think that that's a part of it but what I've grown to understand is it's really integral on every part of every person that is a part of our church Mm -hmm. is how do we engage? How do we be community? How do we get along? And yet how do we then go into this world Mm -hmm. and, and express and, you know, so it's, it does tie into the mission of the church of to express and experience the transforming love of Christ but it's every part of it. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that, that there is every element of church that I get to be involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might come back to bite me later when I'm <laughs> doing everything and I have to set up some boundaries. But it does seem like I'm not overwhelmed yet, but it does seem like I have 
my hand and everything as right. it's going forward. Right. Trying to figure it out. And you're right. Things will settle a little bit with that. Right. And so so as you've been here a few months now, what what have you started working on? Well, I'm excited about just learning the systems. Uh, I love seeing how churches operate and doing church work. I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. And I love to see how leadership happens and, okay, who's the boss? How do committees work? How do, how do you organize people? How do you organize staff? And so for me, it's been just, I think, vital to learn, learn people, learn the systems, learn people's names, Mm -hmm. who are the key players, who are the, what, how do you make things happen? And it's it's kind of funny just to go, okay, I need tables out on the courtyard. How do we do this? Right. And then, you know, then I find out, oh, Michelle will get you a green sheet that will tell Carlos <laughs> and figure out how to do it. And right. Wait, is Michelle the answer to every question you yes, have? Yes, that is like that correct. happens at our church. <laughs> Although I, I'm finding that before I go to Michelle, I go to Jim, who's been around forever, okay. that he knows all of the answers. And, and he says Michelle. And that he says Michelle, <laughs> okay. correct. Actually, they have some differing views on some of the things, but it's really both of them. Is it because yeah. Jim's office is closer to yours that, you know, you can just it's an e- you can just yell or it's an easier walk, and then, you know, it takes more effort to get down to Michelle? I'm, I'm joking. I think there's, <laughs> yes, um, I think there's, two things one is michelle's always busy and b that jim is a good friend of mine yes. and he, and, and we've just loved hanging out good. so good. and he's always down to give me advice good. and so he glad. is so proud of this church and loves this church so he he shares me with me all the history too we're mm-hmm. so blessed mm-hmm. with that i know because he's been mm-hmm. around forever mm-hmm. yeah i think we what we need to do is um package the dedication of the right. Sedgwick family right. and then make everyone else have it. I know. Because I they are so de- dedicated. such a good role model. You're mm-hmm. so right about that. That's that's very smart to see that in him, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so share a little bit about, I know that you guys were at a, a missional congregation before, so I think people would like to little know a little bit more about that and kind of what, maybe if you could paint a picture in a way, a word picture of what that was like ministering there. You guys were there for nine years? Uh, eight years, yeah. Eight years. Yeah, so Orchard Church began with this mission to serve the underserved and the poor. And so they would meet at a place that would really just feed people. And so they began to continue that because there was no meals for them through this organization on Sunday nights or Sundays at all. So they started feeding people. And and so the church just gathered around all of the needs based on those who are unhoused. And and so it was just a joy. On Sunday morning, it looked very different mm-hmm. than most every church that I've been to. Mm-hmm. It was comprised of just a lot of loving people, but knowing their stories for me was just the jail time, the prison time, the addictions, the rehabs, all of the the histories of where people came from, mm-hmm. uh, which gave them just this great heart to serve people. And so when we would go and do our church on the street, which would happen on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. every week. What is that church on the street? Well, it's a lot like Ladle Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids felt right at home at Ladle mm-hmm. Fellowship just because that's just what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a meal. Uh, we would get someone from the community 
churches would often offer to bring food so we would have that but we would gather and you know there would be like 100 to 200 sometimes 250 people that would come for food and and we would just get to know them and build relationships offer things that they need give them resources but mostly it was our contact point to how can we help them mm-hmm. how can we give them the courage to go to a rehab or mm-hmm. to get off the streets or just just community uh, a, a lot of times people would just say oh thanks for listening to me no one else mm. listens to me right and it was just that really special sacred time in the week when we would get to know and my church would really show up for that on Sunday nights so it wasn't just one person coming and trying to feed someone it was this community that developed on Sunday night which was really great and then other churches got involved and so we would be that facilitators to bridge those gaps between churches and people on the streets I love that I love Aaron tell us a little bit about your experience ministering in that church and being a part of that yeah, I um, ended up kind of meeting the need uh, on the children's ministry mm-hmm. side. So um, we, I, I would be the children's, I guess, ministry coordinator. But I, I mean, I just volunteered. I um, didn't get paid or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we had a few, like regular, maybe twenty or so families um, that with children, and we ended up having towards the end, a lot of new younger families, Mm. um, who were having babies. Um, but yeah, we, some of the challenges I found were meeting the needs of, um, families who were coming from, um, living in the shelter, the local shelter and, um, Chico, or, um, I think like a lot of single parent families, um, a lot of, some unstability, unstable ho- families, or like households, I guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, I also coordinated the, our child care workers because a lot of times we didn't have enough um, people from church who would want to serve in that capacity or were able to serve. Right. And so a lot of times um, our child care workers, this was their first job, um, and that also ended up kind of being a ministry in itself of kind of teaching them professionalism of the job place and mm-hmm. how to how to how to um, teach a Bible a lesson on the Bible. So that was also mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, I have one story. We have we had two people that came to our ministry individually, and she had had some kids that had been taken away from her, and he. Well, I think they both had never been to church before, ever. Hmm. And and so then they came, and then they met each other, and and then she got, slowly got her kids back, and then they ended up getting married, and just to see that restoration, and just to see their lives being made right again, wow. and it was just really beautiful to be a part wow. of that. Right, that's so And cool. that restoration. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the call process. So I know that not I, I get asked, asked that question a lot. You know, do you do you decide to move someplace else? Do you feel called to move someplace else? And I know that for Paul and I, 
and I know for you guys as well, that it's not that you don't love a place. It's not that you don't love a ministry that you're a part of. It's that you feel a stirring in your spirit that for some reason, maybe there's something different and there's a different leader that needs to come into the position that you had. And maybe you're feeling called to do something else. So tell us a little bit about what happened for you guys that made you pursue applying to LJPC and coming here. You can start. Well, they're, I, they're looking at yeah. each other. I know you guys can't. Who are listening? I know you can't see. They're looking. Yeah. Well, at actually, each other. a year ago, we went on to celebrate our anniversary, and we had a talk of like, "Whoa, what? It, oh, yeah, what right. is going on?" And and I just thought like, "What if I did a little bit more missions?" Mm. Because of our background being overseas in Mexico and local missions, just that heart, and just to be able to focus on that, and. Erin just really affirmed that. She's like, yeah, I, I can really see that. Mm. That that would create life for you. And so that just kind of started this journey of, oh, wait, what what would that look like? And, and then as I just looked at different places around, I just, there was this call to, to come to San Diego, mainly because that's close to Mexico, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, just a church that could maybe put me in a place to impact that part of which I guess which matches my gifts right. and and yet impacts in a different level and so it just kind of came alive and just kind of sounded exciting and new and and life-giving yeah um I think I like that you said I was encouraging so yeah I would say <laughs> I'm I I've just um I think even from the beginning of marrying Chad that we've had a, kind of a focus on being missional and like living differently and what does it look like in different seasons to live differently, you know, pursuing the Lord and where he's calling us. And so um, when he brought up, oh, what, a, what would it look like for me to do something different or um, be more involved in actual mi- mission ministry? Um you know, I just was like, well, that's always what we've kind of been about. And, um, and to encourage that, I think then when it actually came to, oh, what about La Jolla? And I'm like, well, I don't, is that going to work? Okay. Well, you know, if God wants us there, yeah, he's going to make it work and make it clear. And so that's kind of, I just kind of tried to stay open and yeah, just like hang loosely, you know, like hold loosely to, the place that we're in and and where we're at and yeah just trying to follow follow god right well we're excited to see how god uses your call both of your calls to mission the mission field for his glory you know of course our church is a church that believes in mission and mission trips and and so we're excited to see you guys in belize and on Mexico trips and mm-hmm. of course with, with kids I know it's challenge it's challenging to to always do that kind of stuff but in God's timing all of that will happen so that'll that'll be fun to see um so moving to a new area can be challenging you know when you have children and you're getting adjusted and a new community new job new school new church it's a lot. So what have been some of the challenges? And then I want you guys to share some of the joys in that. Whoever wants to start. Um, well, I'll start with the 
the uplifting note. Okay. The joys. The joys. <laughs> um, I think some of the joys have been um, the location. Like it's wonderful San Diego and the beach. And we, we as a family, that's something we really um, enjoy doing together is going to the beach and swimming. And um, <laughs> yeah, our Harrison, our youngest, like, I don't know. He's just like, into the sea. He just loves it. It's like his <laughs> happy place. Yeah. Or the ocean. I love it. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, and I would also say the church has been, I, I think I was expecting it would be um, a, a blessing and coming into that. But I think it's also been unexpectedly joyful um, just in terms of having a program for our children that they really enjoy. And they've been going to the um, Tuesday night hugs and the Wednesday X-Zone kids ministry programs. Um, yeah, and, right away yeah, after VBS really. and and then the X-Zone and hugs program, uh, our kids said, Dad, thanks so much for moving <laughs> to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really exactly yeah, what I yeah, wanted to hear. Yeah. That's, I think there's like there's even times where, you know, they'll stay. Oh, we we're sad that we moved. We're we're missing, you know, we're missing Chico. But but we like this. We do like this church better than than our church okay, in Chico. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I think that's just been affirming. Um, right. Them. Well, there's a lot of so, activities, yeah. and and at a missional church, you don't mm-hmm. always have those, you know, yeah. those kid options, yeah. and and that's how that's how kiddos are. They mm-hmm. like they like activities, yeah. and yeah. they like my kids really loved the rec center across the street. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know about your kids, mm-hmm. but when my kids saw that, they were like, woohoo! So yeah. my kids were really yeah. happy once we came as so, well. And then yeah, just the community aspect, and I would also say the women's ministry. Um, I've been going to the. Wednesday morning Bible studies um, and being involved in a couple of the other events have been really um, like very life giving and just Good. wonderful. Yay! I'm yeah. so glad. I'm so glad. Do you want to share about joys as well, and then you guys can talk about some of the challenges? Yeah, I would say just the quality of people. It just I constantly go to different meetings and I'm like wow that's awesome oh wow that's awesome and it's you kind of think there's only like 10 or whatever and then I just keep meeting more awesome people that I'm excited to get to know and I'm a very social people person probably more than Aaron but I just I just love all of the the great people that I'm getting to meet and just their stories and just why they're here and it's just really been exciting and joyful and kind of unexpected you don't always expect that from churches to be as awesome and welcoming as we've experienced here at La Jolla. Good, 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 good. I'm so glad. So I know there's been a few challenges. I I can pretty much guess them. <laughs> <laughs> the major one. <laughs> but do you guys want to share anything about that? Yeah, I would say it has, you know, anytime you move, there's just so many adjustments. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of our family for just how well we've done in the midst of uh, our really nomadic lifestyle that we had this summer. Right. And then we finally landed at a place where then we moved in with like last minute before getting the kids into school right. here in La Jolla and, and just a lot of adjustments. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, uh, it just, it does wear on you. And so we, we are, I think in that place where we're past the honeymoon phase and mm-hmm. almost 
maybe not quite yet, <laughs> but we're getting to that place where it's like, oh, we live here now. Right. And where's our community? Where's our balance? Where's our, our I guess, just way of living? And so we're still adapting to that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's taken some time, but mm-hmm. I think, I think we're getting there, mm-hmm. but it's, we're living in the, the hard part of that. Right, right. I think everyone that lives in, in La Jolla and goes to our church understands that housing is challenging oh my. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it is a challenging market, and a, and the time that you guys moved here was challenging, so I'm thankful you, you found something. Yes. And um, that that's in a great neighborhood close to the school. Yeah, and, and we are still stressed about it because we're just renting for the year, right, and right. it's probably not sustainable for where we're at. So we're still praying about where where does God want us? Right, and right. So everyone listening, if you could pray for the Francines and yes, and um, just pray that God opens the door for something more permanent for them, so they don't have to be renters. Um, then we would appreciate that, and yes. the Francines would appreciate. Yeah, join us prayers. in praying because yes. we've been <laughs> trying to be intentional about that. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Well, a couple of maybe more fun, lighthearted questions. So just uh, quicker, quicker answers just to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, are you guys morning or night people? I like this question because it, it tells me a little bit about the person. I, I, I'm an, I guess I'm a night person. I'm definitely not a morning person, but maybe I'm like a midday person. <laughs> no, I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more conversational towards the evening. <laughs> What what time do you typically go to bed? That will tell us. Uh, usually midnight okay. is my regular. Like I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You like when because Paul and I, you know, we're opposites with that. So, so you know, you're a night person when you like the house, the quiet of the mm-hmm. house at mm-hmm. night. You yeah. know, everyone's gone to bed, and then you kind of have that time and space to yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul, like likes the quiet of the morning before everyone mm. wakes up. So how about you, Chad? Well, if I could add, Erin, I think, is stubborn because I think she's just against sleep. Oh. <laughs> so she, she, it becomes kind of a burden for her. Like, right. why would I need to sleep? I and, like that too, and then And then she... <laughs> She turns out the next day she needs sleep oh, and she yeah. doesn't recognize that. And she, yeah. So uh, I think she's against that, but it's really nice when we get sleep. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely a night owl. Um, I just prefer to hang out with people to the wee hours of the night. Mm-hmm. And kids have changed that because I've got more morning responsibilities. And so now I'm just tired all the time. Right, right. And do you resist <laughs> sleep as well? No. No, I try to get my sleep yes. and I'm trying to, I've grown up. I, I used to not be very good at that, mm-hmm. but I've learned there's a connection with being grumpy and tired mm-hmm. with not getting enough sleep. Right. So I've, I think I've grown up a little bit, right, with that. but I still need my sleep. Yes. Yes. Well, I understand Aaron. I'm like you are. I, I am kind of bummed when it's time to go to sleep. I have to kind of force myself. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have to go to sleep because I need my sleep, like Chad's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, I can't wait to get up in the morning. <laughs> Maybe we have a lot of energy. I don't know. But yes, I, you do. But, but there's, there's so much, like, in the world to discover and do and so yeah. much fun. And, oh, dang it. Sleepy. Well, and Erin has just so many things to do because right. she'll just fill up the whole day with right. everything. And I'm constantly amazed at how much she can do in a day. Right. And still has more to do. Yes, yes. 
We, mm-hmm. we all, every woman listening, I shouldn't generalize. <laughs> no, her dad <laughs> is the same way. Like, I can't imagine, like, how much he does in a day. And I'm like, dude, take a nap. <laughs> well, I, uh, but, but then, yeah, when I do get tired or I... I'm like, oh, I have to have a nap, I think. And it's like frustrating because you're like, that's taking time away. But, right. Productivity. So, but usually the 20 minutes, you know, I'll be like 20 minutes and then feeling better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I understand. Yes. Yeah. All right. What about hobbies? Do you guys have hobbies you enjoy? Um, I, well, I guess hobbies. I like, I like running. Um, I like baking and cooking. Reading. She's an excellent baker and oh, cooker. Nice. I, nice. Cooker? Cooker. Yeah, cook. Yes. Cook. Yes. <laughs> um, I love it. I think I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy playing, yeah, I enjoy playing with the kids. Like, I'll just, yeah, sit down on the floor and we'll do Legos. And, and like, I'm a little bit sad that I never grew up playing with, like, the little Legos. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know how that happened, but so now I get time to do that. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I don't know what else we like. We like hiking and swimming as a family. Well, and you're an avid runner. Yeah. Where you get up and run. run. That's yeah. a that's a hobby. That is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. What about you, Chad? For me, um, I do play the guitar and sing and like to make music, but I find most hobbies cost too much money. Mm. And so I got to figure out a way to have a hobby that makes me money or it doesn't cost me money <laughs> that makes you money <laughs> yeah because i just I, I, I have a lot of interest that i would love to pursue but mm-hmm. it takes money so i'm just mm-hmm. like eh, i guess i'll just not do that right he's right. good at painting he's done oh. some paintings he did a painting for a, a wedding money, that you yeah. <laughs> officiated and then um i think you're really yeah he used to like team sports and i think i don't know getting maybe older as <laughs> <laughs> contributed to that decline they have leagues for older <laughs> well so. it's just more yeah. the, the kids it's just when right. do you like find when time, you find time right. for yourself and to do that yeah. Yeah. Right. I would it's love hard. to do that more mm-hmm. or even just get into pickleball or mm-hmm. tennis or something like that mm-hmm. but it's just when do you find time to do it right right and you're in your first year here, and mm-hmm. that pretty much is your hobby right focus. now. Focus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It really your is. job yeah. is your hobby. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring it and out. And the kids, all three of our kids are playing soccer, yes. so it's our Saturdays, and a lot of the nights are already gone, and, right. and they're little, mm-hmm. so it's going to get worse. <laughs> well, as you know, we have an art guild here at the church, and so if you ever want to contribute a painting to the Advent show or Gifts of the Heart, mm-hmm. you're welcome I would like to. to do that. Okay. In all of your free time. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> all right. If you guys had a day with no responsibilities, what would you choose to do? No responsibilities. I know. I was. That means even. I was thinking about this question. No I children. Like, I don't know if I can, can even imagine it. You know, like <laughs> right. I, you just like responsibility. It just fall. It's just yeah. Right. Um, but yes, hypothetically, um, I think I would probably yeah go like on a hike or with yeah with with the family or go on a date or make something yummy um or take a nap Mm -hmm. i don't know i had lots of things Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i would love to golf and then go see the sunset and have a fancy dinner Mm -hmm. that sounds lovely for me and then hot tub would be involved somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way there you go. He has the whole day planned. Yes. <laughs> I do. Oh, would, 
would Aaron would be involved? You, uh, or would you, you said no would, responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're by yourself golfing, <laughs> by yourself watching this <laughs> by yourself. You said nice no restaurant. responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what would you choose, friends? Or she doesn't have to tell wife? me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> order food for me. I thought it was no. sort of like a test question. I'm like, ooh, what's the right response? <laughs> oh we don't believe you for one uh, second, Chad. I think he would do. He, he would make it social somehow. He would yes, start talking would. to the person in the hot tub or whatever. Yes. He's always doing she, that. That bothers her, but that's fun. That is so funny. I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys are a joy. Well, is there anything else? you'd like to share before we close well i want to just say that it's just been a joy to be welcomed so well into this community and that's taken a lot of effort but you all have been doing a great job of making us feel welcome and and i've been around the block enough to know that that's not always a given Mm -hmm. some people talk a big game that way but to do it is actually a better a different thing and and I've just really been feeling so welcomed and so appreciated and and this is just early on and so I'm just very grateful so I want to say thank you to all of the people here on staff and Paul and you and all of the other pastors wives that have been welcoming Aaron um just you guys have been wonderful and and so it's just been a joy to 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 just be welcomed so well good good mm-hmm. I would agree. She agrees. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, good, good. Well, keep it up, LJPC. You're doing a great job welcoming the Francines, and we're so thankful to have you guys. It's so wonderful. So thank you, Francines, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast, and thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful director of communications, Jim Sedgwick.